Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lemonade Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Enyart, as always. And today we have Ashley Smith, also known as Miss Machina. How's it going, Ashley? It's good. It's going. It's the first time you've been on the show. We're excited to have you here. Uh, You got referred to us by one of our best friends here at Lemonade Magazine Podcast, Kara Connolly. Uh, Tell us a little bit about, give us an introduction to you. Um, so I'm a singer songwriter. I'm based out of Los Angeles, California. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Um, and I moved out to Los Angeles a year ago to write and create my first album. It's actually how I met Kara. She collaborated and, um, is collaborating with me on a bunch of the songs for the album and, um, moved out here a year ago to write the album. I've since made the album. It's, it's made. It's done. And um, I'm now starting to release um, the music and starting to um, kind of figure out that journey. And um, yeah, I am super excited. Um, it's been a kind of a long road. I, I've been writing music and making music for a really long time, but it took me a while to figure out what I wanted my voice to be and what I wanted my message to be. And I, I think with everything I do, I am very much driven by like, what is, like, what is the purpose? What is the reason? Um, I don't want to just do something to do something. And so I really wanted to like make sure before I really dove in, I knew why I was doing it. So, yeah. Absolutely. I always, we always talk about this too, because a lot of the people who we interview, of course, are from here on the West coast or they're Mm -hmm. out of here now, uh, moving from Dallas. That's a, it's a big jump from Dallas, Texas to Los Angeles in the sense of culture and everything. Uh, how have you liked Los Angeles so far? I, I really love it. I, I really do. And I always feel like I hesitate when, when I say I really love it. Um, I, cause there are parts of it that I definitely don't like. Um, right. and there's parts of it that are very different from Dallas. I lived in Chicago for a couple years. So I feel like that was like a little bit of like a, a gentle step into like more city living, but it's not the same like at all. It's even like even Chicago feels small compared to Los Angeles. Um, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like at least like in LA, like you you have people who are everyone's moving really fast, and like a lot of people have a lot of things going on. But at least like it's nice outside, so at least like people are like generally start out at like a base level happy. Whereas like when I lived in Chicago, it was like, well, it gets dark at three p.m. Like everyone's like <laughs> yeah. everyone's suff- suffering from seasonal depression. Like the whole year so yeah it definitely it's definitely I like it a lot I'm still like it feels like I just moved here and it's been a year it feels like I still like I am still exploring and learning everything and I feel like I'm gonna feel that way for a very long time it, it is huge it, it's funny because you know you mentioned the seasonal depression right and I live just north of Seattle so it's it's yeah, yeah. very much a thing up here as well but and you're totally right when you're down there. Like I remember I was just down there a few weeks ago and everybody was talking about how they were like, oh my gosh, we got to have short sleeves on today. Like as if, you know, being in the fifties was a horrific thing in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. But I love Los Angeles. It, I think the, the crazy part for me is Seattle because of how much it's condensed, even though it's not nearly the size of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I think that the shock of the size of Los Angeles, for some reason, isn't as weird to me as some people talk about from other cities, because it feels like the traffic's so horrible in Seattle. It's so condensed. 
Yeah. Uh, spread out in Los Angeles, but it's but you're right though. There are parts that I love, and there's parts that are like eh. scary. Yeah, <laughs> may not make it out alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way. <laughs> the the, the uh, food options in Los Angeles are incredible. That's like oh my gosh, yeah, beyond so good. Yeah, yeah. I I do miss I miss Tex Mex so much. Right there. I miss, yeah, I miss just greasy, bad for you food. <laughs> Everything here is so healthy. Yeah, <laughs> like, if right. you go out to a nice restaurant, you're like, like, can can you, like, I make it like a little less healthy. I don't know, like, sprinkle some salt <laughs> on it or something. Like, me and Kara actually, we had gone to this place called Jewel um, in Silver okay. Lake. And it was because we both eat, eat uh, vegan. And so we were, so we're like, and it was a great little place, but, but you're, it's so funny because, even up here, and I'm sure there's spots like that in LA as well, but even up here, you'll go to a vegan spot and it'll be like, you know, really like, you know, comfort food. It's not necessarily yes. healthy. And this place had like coconut was like their like splurge and it was great. It was fantastic. Great place. But that was like the splurge, you know, it was like that. It wow. was. <laughs> <laughs> we're, re- we're really going hard today. Yeah. You got the coconut. Oh. <laughs> Watch out. It's got coconut. Okay. Yeah, but it was fantastic. Uh, fantastic food. Uh, good to catch up with with uh, Kara as well. Mm-hmm. But you, uh, so now you have a new song coming. Out. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But mm-hmm. you also mentioned you just recorded the, an album, and yes. uh, so how was the? Uh, I know you got another song coming out at the end of the month. But what was the the process like with this album? And I know you mentioned a little bit about you know finding your sound and and whatnot. Uh, but tell us a little bit about it, the process of it. Yeah, I so. I started with when I moved here, I actually, I write very sporadically, like when I write music and I realized I had so many songs like all over the place. I had some, you know, on Google docs. I had some on my notes app. I had some that I had written in, you know, journals. And I was like, okay, we need to get organized. Um, because there's a ton of stuff here. And I knew there was a ton of, there were melodies I kept singing to myself and there were things that were there, but I just needed to visualize it. And so I actually took all of my songs and I'm gonna sound like such a nerd, but I made a spreadsheet. spreadsheet I knew it was coming. That's why as soon as you said that, I was yeah. like, yeah. spreadsheet time. Uh-huh. I made a spreadsheet. <laughs> it was color coded. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I'm really proud of that spreadsheet. But uh, like color coded by genre, like up tempo, down tempo. Anyway, but so I made the spreadsheet and then I went through and you could tell, I, I could tell which songs I was really already very attached to, or even if it wasn't a full song, I just had like a verse. I was like, okay, the, the message in that song, I think really resonates with these three other it kind of is in the similar place as these other songs. And so I basically just started to narrow down like which songs were either written, almost written, or even just concepts that all kind of fit together. And then once I figured that out, I started to just think through some of them already had melodies, but some of them didn't. So I started either playing around with melodies and, and once I had basically like, I think 15 kind of ideas of songs, then, you know, when I drove, when I was driving or when I would be in the shower, like a melody would come to me and be like, Oh, I think that's for that one that I, you know, um, haven't written the melody for. Oh, that goes with this one. That's the verse for this one. And so I started kind of just, it was very much like a puzzle piece, like puzzle pieces and piecing it together. And then 
I got to the point where I was out here and I felt like, okay, I moved out here to collaborate with people. And so I started going to writing camps and meeting other people that way. And I knew that I wanted to build like a very small team of people that I wanted to collaborate with for the project. And that was how I brought on Hera and a few of the producers I ended up working with and some of the players that are on the album. And we kind of holed up and for like a weekend and wrote through and finished out the songs. Um, and there's 11 of them, which is um, crazy. And the, they all kind of, it's a come, it's a coming of age story. Which I feel like it's like every young artist is like, so this is my coming of age story. Um, but yeah, it's all about, you know, falling in love for the first time, being heartbroken for the first time. However, I think something particularly for me as a young person growing up in today's world is everything in my life has been so influenced by media, internet, um, and kind of like that interconnectivity, that lens of you're always on, or there's always some sort of screen in your life. Like I was talking with um, a friend of mine about how like, I don't remember like pre-internet right. <laughs> at all. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was like before the internet. And, um, which is like, sounds very silly, but it's true. And then, um, that, that definitely colors a lot of my music, at at least if not lyrically, definitely in the visuals. And I'm very passionate about visuals. I come from a musical theater and a theater performing arts background. And so I think the visuals are really important. Um, and I'm doing a visual for every song, which is really cool but um yeah no it's it's funny too because obviously to show my age a bit i do remember a little bit of the uh, the world before the internet but but you're, you're so right too because there's also this difference i think from when i was a kid where i would listen to music when i was young and it was just oh if this sounded fun that's what i liked right and you and and and, and, and even the youth who are listening through spotify through tiktok through whatever these days mm-hmm. they have it's all even the youngsters are like this is about relatability right and so you almost whenever you hear like whether it's you know some of our favorite artists right like olivia rodrigo and taylor uh, swift and 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 serena carpenter go down the list yeah. and they all and and people want to listen to something they can relate to and suddenly you find yourself in a, a bunch of different things when you're writing, right? Which is like, oh, well, now I'm happy in love. Now I can't write story, write music about, you know, love gone wrong, which is always the best, right? <laughs> and because right. you want something to relate to. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's it's a different, very different world post-internet for sure. Yeah. Well, or, I mean, not post-internet, you know what I mean? During uh, uh, post-non-internet times, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> post post-internet is not happening, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no never it's just gonna progress we'll just yeah. become the hive mind i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> right no it's scary though when they like start oh. we, i was talking about this the other day it's scary when you think about when i see i mean most linkedin posts scare me and turn me off but the but, but when you see the people who are like prediction the next grammy award or the next grammy album of the year is going to be all written by a and i'm like no it's not shut no. up <laughs> that's so scary i mean I don't, I, I really don't know how I feel about AI in, in the music industry. I think it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it could be great to be in a writer's room and be like, oh, I can't think of this transition, like from the bridge into the, you know, what, like, what is this line? And then you type in a chat GPT and then chat GPT gives you something. And then you're like, Ooh, not that, but 
that and then I add my own human touch to it and now right. it's now it's something. I think that's cool. I don't want music like entirely AI created. Um I also think I don't know if you've seen these, but it's also really scary. There's like these pictures, like I, what is it called? Oh, I don't know what the engine is called, but it's like you type in and you're it's like people at a party and yeah, it'll generate yeah. an image of like people at a party. That's not a real image. Yeah, no, that I mean literally so scary. Today they were like showing ESPN was showing reimagined NFL mascots. And these looked real as it gets, except for the fact that they were nightmare inducing, terrifying. And, but it's, but it is crazy. And I, I think just like you, I think there's ways that will probably utilize AI, but mm -hmm. it is scary to think that people actually in tech are like rooting for it to take place. So especially as artists, that's the I know. part. That's I the know. It's like, please don't replace us. <laughs> fragile <laughs> enough as it is. <laughs> like we're barely hanging on here please don't replace us with ai basic income is gonna have to become a thing if y'all also replace the artists like i know i hate to, I... Hate to break it to you but we're screwed um if that's the case but yeah, um, yeah. but uh back to, to, to the album though uh which mm -hmm. we're very excited about by the way got a chance to listen to rumors which is what we're playing gonna be playing there here later um but uh now as a, a a first album you mentioned taking it from 15 songs to 11 songs mm -hmm. that's a tough thing i think people don't understand right because especially as an artist you sing songs where you go i'm tired of playing this one and then suddenly it comes back and you're like oh i really love playing this one and whatever yeah. how do you how does that feel to break it down from that that amount of songs uh, how do you make the cut uh yeah i think the it's interesting i think the the songs that are really supposed to be on there are the ones that you you know like yeah. innately like there's sometimes like some songs like you'll be in the room and you're like yeah this is it this this one is absolutely going to be on the album um and i think when you when it comes down to cutting them out it's i i when i was in college i had a professor tell me um that you have to kill your darlings. And sometimes there's a song that like you love so much, but it's really kind of very self-indulgent and it's, it, it's, it's for you. It's really for you. And like, I had a, I have one song and, and I also think like songs are never dead. Like yep. they're, they're just in a vault. They can always make it out into the world. But I think like I had a song that I wrote like right at the end of a breakup and it was, it's very rambly and it's very long and it's not necessarily a bad song, but it's a, it's just a lot of, a lot of words and a lot of, a lot of song. And um, while someone I definitely think could resonate with it when I was listening to all of the songs, like in the entirety, I was like, this one doesn't really feel like it's necessarily part of the others or one with the others and I think that's another part of it it's like you have to look at when you're making like an album you have to look at kind of like how do these all these songs like what is the one thread or like almost like what is the in in television or in film there's always like the one plot line that keeps coming back like it's right. kind of the through line that keeps you know the, you have all these side you know plots and and side quests but then everything kind of always comes back to to this main plot so sometimes a, a a song might not it doesn't come back to the main line of the the main storyline so you have to okay that one doesn't make the cut and it's hard it's really hard because um especially when you write your own music a lot of it is like your own stories and your own life experiences and you're like but this thing 
it was so important to me. <laughs> it's like, you know, and I, and I think, um, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn. And I think like when I first started making music, every song I wrote, I wanted to release. Right. And that very, I very quickly realized like not, not possible because you're going to, you, once you get, once you get into like the flow state of, of writing and not, you know, not to say that you're always, cause there are moments where it, you know, the inspiration comes and you're writing a lot and then it kind of goes away. And then, you know, you kind of, kind of, um, work the muscle a little bit more, but it is like a muscle. And once you start, it's like, once you get addicted to like running or like, you know, going to the gym, you're like, I want to do it again. Like you want to keep doing it. And so the songs kind of keep coming. And if you want to release every song, it's just, you know, not possible, especially, you know, when you start to consider budget and, you know, all that goes into releasing a song, it's like almost impossible to yeah. do that unless you have a crazy budget. <laughs> well, when you start writing a bunch too, I think sometimes, especially again, kind of a, you know, a, a side effect of the day and age we live in with, with social media being so huge is I think the thought is, Oh, I'm just going to post this right away. Right. I just wrote this going to post, you know, and, and then you, and you think this has to go out there, even though it's just you yeah. on a guitar or whatever. And then you go back to it a few months later, you're like, Oh, I should not have posted that. Actually, that was not ready. It was not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. What was but... I doing? Or I think the other complete opposite effect of that is it. The song is like not really done. It's not really ready. But you post it and it pops off. Yeah. And yes, then you're like, oh, um, they're like, where's the Spotify link? Where's the link? <laughs> And it's like all of a sudden, like a, like an angry crowd with pitchforks is like demanding for this song that you wrote five minutes ago. And you're like, and then you're, then you kind of are like cramming and like hustling to get the song out because you're trying to chase this like wave that all of a sudden has come to you. And you're like, what do I do? Yep. Um, and I think that's also kind of like a, a negative side of like the, the viral TikTok effect. No, it's so true. Please, please, please make this a sound. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, please, please make this a sound. <laughs> Just use, use that audio. Just use that audio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, now you mentioned, of course, you know, getting into, you know, writing over a weekend and that sort of thing. You know, obviously it's a very, the thing to do when you move to a place like LA, right? And you're surrounded mm -hmm. by so many talented people. How do you feel in LA? For the most part, I hear a lot of people move to LA and they actually are surprised by how uh, supportive everybody is. Have you felt that way in, in Los Angeles with just surrounding yourself with good people music-wise? Yeah, I, like 100%. And I think, you know, I moved here and I, I moved, my my boyfriend and I moved here together and, and I think that helped us stay really grounded. You know, I feel like, I moved at a point in my life where I really like understood myself. I wasn't still trying to figure out. I mean, I am still figuring out who I am <laughs> in a way, but I wasn't, you know, you know, as, as I was when I was going to college or, or, or what have you. And, and I think, um, my, my biggest intention was like finding good, good, just good people. Um, and I think, you know, when, I started to collaborate with people, you'll start to figure out like who you vibe with and who you don't. And I think one thing that's been really great is like, I'll work with some people and it's like, you're amazing. You're great. Not, you know, not a good collaboration yeah. partner. Yeah. And, and then you kind of find the people who you do work really well with. And those people become like people of members of your music family. And you just kind of, 
not that I don't want to work with other people, but I have like my main people that I, I really love that I met when I moved here. And I'm like, I kind of just want to work with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and it's because you start to build like a little bit of a bond and, and it's, um, it's easier to be more vulnerable, um, with those people. Yeah. And you don't want to stretch yourself out too much anyways, then you lose yourself somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You start to try to figure out, you know, how, well, how can I, you know, sound like what this producer does or, you know, whatever, which I think I, maybe I came, I don't know, maybe I came in like a little too, like, uh, let's say like came in too hot, but I, I, I very much like, I knew what I wanted to sound like, (laughs) like when I moved here. Um, and I think, uh, I was very much like determined and I, I very much had a vision, like when I entered some of these rooms and started collaborating with some people, um, of what I wanted for my end product, which is, I think probably for the best. Absolutely. Knowing what you want. Good, good, good stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it is, yeah, it's, it's always good like you mentioned to have those i think that's the thing that i found the most even this, I, we've been doing you know magazine now the podcast has been for the last gosh well 13 years this month actually and wow. and it's it's true you do find people who you just end up being comfortable with one of the main reasons why i love it when kara suggests that i interview somebody is because i fully trust kara <laughs> and so it's like hey ashley you gotta listen to her she's good i think you'd, you'd be great on the podcast i'm like Kara, I'm going to listen, but I actually don't even need to listen because yes, if you're going to suggest, I, you. I think, I, yeah, I would trust her with my life. Like she would call me at like 2am and be like, get outside your house right now. Get in the car. Like, yes. <laughs> Kara's like the aliens are invading. I I believe you. <laughs> I trust you, Kara. I trust you. I, I think you, you run the government, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> she probably does. She probably, probably does. One thing she's lying to us about is that she's in charge. Of everything. This is all a ruse. <laughs> the, yeah, the songwriter thing. She's just, that's just her, her, yeah, her fun time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but no, uh, we do want to talk about obviously rumors. But and you mentioned your sound. It is, I, I, maybe I'm totally off on this. You can call me out, but it has a bit of an 80s vibe to me, which I love. Yes. Um, and, uh, but tell us a little bit about rumors before we play it here. What is the song about? Yeah, the song is about rumors. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Play the song. I, I, I'm glad you said that because I was having a tough time trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I was really thinking about it. The song is, um, yeah, on its simply, simply, it is, it is about a a rumor I heard about myself when I was younger. Um, and I, when I, when I moved, I basically ended up reconnecting with some people and they basically heard the same rumor but it was about different people with like a different cast of characters and i was like wait hold on and so i started to put the pieces together and like this rumor from college has now like like completely shifted and changed into this this new rumor that also never happened and i just thought it was so funny and it was interesting because when i first started writing the song back in 2018 oh wow i I was like, it was very like vindictive and like a little <laughs> bit angry, um, like woman scorned. And right. then when I revisited it after I moved out here and like heard this complete, just hilarious, like 
tale of the truth, I was like, you know what? This is actually really funny and it should be written as just something that you can't control. Might as well just roll with it. You know, roll with the punches. People are going to say what they want to say about you. And at the end of the day, like how you respond to what they say is what they're going to remember. It's like the game of telephone, right? Changes yeah. every time somebody talks about it. Yeah. Uh, no, that's great. Well, we love the song here, obviously. So we're stoked. Why don't you introduce it and uh, we'll play it. My name is Miss Machina and this is Rumors. rumors and uh i just realized i totally pronounced your name wrong now that you and thank you for for now 
Miss Machina, not not Miss Machina. Uh, I apologize. Cut that out of the intro. (laughs) No, I mean now the intro. I was leaving the intro in. I'd be like, this idiot. Um, but (laughs) no, it's it's all people say Miss Machina all the time. It's all good. Well, now that's a great segue, though. Where does the name Miss Machina come from? Yeah. Um. So it's so it started as a name. My a friend of mine that I lived in Chicago with. Um, he would always call me Miss Machine. Like, okay. Anytime I do anything, I'm very much like, I'm I'm very driven. I'm very goal oriented, and I'm always doing like 85 things at one time. Color coded spreadsheets. Um, yeah, the spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet for every activity <laughs> in my life. Like, it's it's insane. Um, so he started calling me Miss Machine, and it was like anytime I would do anything, even just like oh, you're going to the grocery store. There goes Miss Machine, like <laughs> like the bare minimum. Got out of bed today, Miss Machine. Um, so it started to turn into a joke, and I I started joking like that's actually such a funny like and great artist name, um, as especially as someone whose name is Ashley Smith, like the most generic. Right. Love you, mom and dad, but like the most like <laughs> there are so many of me. Like, <laughs> um, I had always kind of known that I you know, if, and when I started pursuing the artist dream, like I was going to have a different name. Right. Um, and then when I started thinking about, I knew I wanted, I didn't want it to be machine. I wanted it to be something different. I um, started thinking about different variations of machine. And so I came across deus ex machina, um, which translates to the God machine, or it's basically, it's basically like the, you know, the, the plot device that, saves everyone at the end of the story right. or like or ex machina um i started i started coming on like various like variations of machine and i really loved how that sounded especially in the sense of ex machina where it's about a robot it's about a machine right. and my music and my perspective and the lens i tell stories through is all about like the effect that this machine this world has kind of had on my experiences and um you know whether that be through every you know all of you know all the people that I fall in love with it's through a screen you know like or or um you know the especially like I you know I finished college during COVID you know so a lot of like my learning experiences were through a screen through a machine um and and especially even like nowadays where like everyone's expected to be on all the time you're expected to be doing something you're expected to be proactive and and constantly um engaging and bettering yourself and all doing all the things and being like this machine like ai and and so i i i felt like the name also very much conveyed like the message that i was trying to send and you know want to portray through my music of um this this world that we live in no absolutely the funny thing is you mentioned the last name smith as being very much as a lot of you and i'm on the other side of that where there's not many of me and i just tell people and they're like how do you pronounce that and i'm like it's smith and it's smith Smith. (laughs) that's such a great answer But uh love it's, the story though. That's a great, great story behind Miss Machina that I will now now I realize I've been pronouncing all the robot stuff wrong my whole life. So thank you. You're welcome. This is an educational experience. Really. Yeah, it is, it is. This is a totally educational experience. I appreciate it fully. <laughs> so. You're welcome. That's what we're here for. We're yeah, here to- you're here to learn today. <laughs> Lemonade, yeah, Lemonade Magazine Podcast, the, the number one educational on Apple. 
last week. Yes. <laughs> on the charts. <laughs> Uh, now, so you talked about that you got the new, the another single coming out at the end of the month. Hopefully, we'll mm-hmm. be able to or work that in so we can play that at the uh, on the podcast as well at the yeah. end. Of the month. But uh, so what what is on the schedule? What does the timeline look like for the album and everything this year? Yeah. Um. So the next single comes out May twenty sixth, and then it'll be um every about eight weeks okay. we're gonna do another single. We're actually gonna do five singles which is a lot, but I'm a new artist and I really want to kind of like butter people up and bring them in and kind of let them in on the, invite them to the party and and get them excited. And then um, we'll do the rest of the six songs. So we'll do five singles and then the rest of the six as a collective piece of work. I think the last single before the album is Jan- is January. So we've got May 26th getting all the details <laughs> me looking at my hold on let me pull up my spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah okay we'll just we'll, we'll put it on the uh share screen everybody here yes. you can look at so you can see that the budget and the <laughs> um but yeah we've got can you see my screen can you yes. see right? <laughs> can you see my screen hold on let me hold on let me share my screen and i'm on you. all my tabs <laughs> you your mic. mute your mic um yeah so i have uh may 26th is the next single then july 21st um and then september uh 22nd um november 17th and then january 20th nice. and then full album is march 1st we're all the way into 2024 and we're booked and busy <laughs> yeah the whole year mapped out. i love it uh we're stoked <laughs> to hear all the uh the music as it comes out so uh we're we're, and we're stoked to have the first single out uh yeah rumors today yes. Um, I know we've only got a few minutes left uh, for us to record, but uh, what else? we got a, a summer ahead of us. We know that shows are back and better than ever. Uh, do you yes. have any plans for the summer uh, to play or to see some shows? Yes, and yes, there's a few things. I am going to be um, making my way to Nashville in June. Nice. Um, I'm going to be playing a couple shows there um, to be determined um, like locations and times, but they are in the works. Um, and then um, definitely trying to get something on the books for the end of the summer um, for Los Angeles. And I am dying to go to New York city. I really want to do a, I want to do a cabaret so bad. I want to put on a cabaret and it was just, it was a dream I had since lunch and I'm not giving up. I'm kidding. <laughs> One of our yeah. good friends, uh, Ashley Strongarm, who she's in New York. And uh-huh. who knows, maybe you guys will meet up. She's on the show a lot. And she has, I think she's actually done it, if I'm not right, some cabaret there. So. Oh, cool. I, yeah, I, I come from a musical theater background. And the other day I was like, I just want to sing some musical theater songs and my own songs and it not be weird. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like New York City is the place to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. So and then, and then, and you catching any shows though? With of course we have the big Taylor Swift, you know. Era. I'm desperately trying to find someone who I can impersonate who has a ticket, <laughs> <laughs> and and take their space in the show. I'm kidding. Um, I'm I'm trying to get take. I was I was part of the, um, the disappointed fans who didn't no! get tickets on the day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was really sad. I feel really bad about the two tickets that I currently hold and the <laughs> the I, I think Kara has at least two that I know of. 
yeah, I she definitely she has all of them. Kidding. Yes, yes, she does. She's what it was like. She was the reason Ticketmaster went out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, One person I, from LA were were we we're, were investigating what happened. Yeah, Ticketmaster is currently investigating Los Angeles for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I house. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I'll I'll you've heard it now. You've heard it. Hey, we all are. I mean, literally every time Taylor's on the show, that's all we talk about is Taylor Swift the whole show. And so mm-hmm. we've like had to. Um, when we met for lunch recently, we talked about Taylor Swift the whole time. Yeah, I love her. I love her. I've been a fan of her music for ever. Taylor Swift is very similar to the internet for me. I don't remember a time before Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I mean, I the the first time I went to California, I kid you not. Um, I know Zoom is telling us we're almost done, but uh, last time I went to California, uh, or the first time I went to California, not the last. Uh, I remember that was the song because we didn't have you know Bluetooth or the aux cord yet, and mm-hmm. it was like it was all like well, uh, uh, love story, and that was yes, it was the whole way down every thirty minutes or so. It was oh, yes, <sighs> yeah. The Red album changed my life. Period. Well, I think that's our cue. Of course, we'll probably talk after the uh, we stop recording. But everybody, thank you so much for joining. I want to thank Miss Machina that I will now get right the name right. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're so stoked to play your song. Make sure to check out the link in the description to find out, keep up to date with everything that's going on. And uh, listen next time. Yeah.